I love this time of year because we're all thinking about goals and priorities and what we want. But have you had to take a vacation to the list? Because you should. And right now is the perfect time to plan your trip. And all you need is one website. Say hello to Expedia. One-stop shop for killer vacation planning. Expedia literally has every tool and everything you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a one key member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. I never thought I'd be sitting here telling you that I'm learning French. I mean, seriously, I'm so dyslexic. I didn't think I could ever attempt to learn a language, but Rosetta Stone is making it happen just in time for this Paris trip that I've planned with my daughters to celebrate my 55th birthday. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning app. It's available on desktop. It can be used as an app or on your phone or tablet. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, the Mel Robbins Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash mel. That's rosettastone.com slash mel. Hey, it's your friend Mel, and welcome to a life-changing episode of the Mel Robbins Podcast. I am so happy that you're here because this morning I had a profound breakthrough in happiness. I guess more importantly, I had a breakthrough in the thing that I am doing that is robbing me of happiness. And you're doing this exact same thing too. You probably don't even realize it. Today's conversation is going to be an eye opener, a game changer. I cannot wait for you to hear it. It is also unfolding live. I literally barreled into work this morning and Amy and Jesse, my colleagues and friends were sitting here ready to go. And I could not contain myself. I had to share this breakthrough with them. And what you're going to hear is me coming up the stairs and you're going to listen to that conversation unfold live. And this is more than a conversation. We are bringing breakthroughs and matches. We burn things. So Let's go. Something just happened. What? What? <laughs> okay. Oh, you guys are in the middle of the meeting? Yeah. All right. Well, I just had this crazy, profound breakthrough around happiness. Hmm. And I want to try to unpack it in real time with you. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So I was laying in bed this morning. Mm-hmm. And I felt this incredible wave of joy. Nice. It was unbelievable. It was just like this warm, glowy, yellowy, orange, peachy, pink kind ah. of feeling. <laughs> it took over my That's body awesome. and I'm like, this is amazing. And I knew exactly why I felt that way. Because all three of our kids are home for the holidays and nothing makes me happier than when Chris and I and our three kids are all together. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that delicious peachy pink <laughs> wave of happiness got washed away by this black, gross tar. This emotional wave gripped me. Mm. And I started to feel panic and fear. And I started searching my mind, like, wh why am I feeling like this? Yeah. And my mind was already racing, you guys. My mind was going, they're leaving in three days. Mm. 
They're only here for so short a time. You don't live near your kids. You never should have moved from Boston. Uh, you know, you're not going to see your kids. If you and Chris don't, they're going to leave and then they're not going to come and you're not going to. And I just started to make myself miserable. And it was in that moment that I had this huge realization about happiness. And what I realized is this. You have to fight for your happiness. Mm. And I saw very clearly for the first time that I don't fight for my happiness. Mm. I fight for misery. Whoa. That when I'm not paying attention, my mind so quickly defaults to scanning the world around me and spotting reasons to be upset. It's like I am constantly fighting this battle with myself. And I know what I want. I want to be a happier person. I want to enjoy the time that I have. I want to be content. I want to be present in my life. And I saw very clearly this morning that it's almost like when it comes to happiness, there are two languages. There's sort of that la, 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 you know, kind of ah, happy, joy, laugh, laugh, laugh. And then there's this deeper language of misery griping, complaining, afraid, anticipating the worst, feeling friction, being annoyed with people. Like just, it's like grizzly bear energy. Just, just really, I don't know. And I had this clear vision of myself this morning that I'm always speaking silently the language of misery. Mm -hmm. And it's just taking me out of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so worried about not seeing my kids because they live far away that I'm not even with them mentally when they're here because I'm thinking about the moment they leave. I'm not present for the holidays because I'm thinking about the wreath that's not hung right. I'm not... You know, and I think one of the biggest things that we do not talk about when it comes to happiness, and I've been trying and working so hard on being more content and happier and Mm -hmm. present in my life is that it's not just do the things that make you happy, be proactive. You have to do that. The research says that. And I've been doing that. I've been getting out of the house. I've been making new friends. I've been Mm -hmm. spending time doing activities that make me happy. But the bigger piece to happiness is this campaign of misery that we all engage in, Mm -hmm. that we literally, even in moments where we should be joyous and happy and content, we reach for the sword, we Mm -hmm. gut ourselves, Mm -hmm. and we fight for misery. I mean, just think about like your wedding day. Mm -hmm. Everybody's focused on what goes wrong. (laughs) God, yeah. Always. Yeah. And I think every human being does this, that you don't realize that your natural default is misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what keeps you company is this campaign of misery. And it's very active, constantly looking for what is wrong instead of allowing yourself to bask in the moment and to say that things are okay. And so here I am laying in bed. I've had this huge realization of this wave of joy and then ruining it with this black tar campaign of misery, I'm wielding the sword, I'm gutting myself, I'm feeling awful. And 
I'm not even going to be present for the next three days. Yeah. Right. If I allow my mind to do this. Right. You're not present in the bedroom when you're lying in bed. No. no. And, and I will miss these three days with my kids. Yeah. Because well, I will be living in the future when, of, of when they leave. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has this. Whether oh, yeah. you grew up with parents that bitched and complained all the time and everything was always wrong, mm-hmm. or you had anxiety like I did as a kid, or you were super sensitive, or you grew up and there's a lot of chaos. And so you were legitimately not safe and always waiting for the next shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Does any of this resonate? Big time. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And if yeah. you and 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 if you grew up around somebody that was always miserable. Mm-hmm. Like so many of us are like, okay, it's my job to make you happy. It's almost like you adopt a campaign of misery either to protect yourself or because it's what somebody else was like in the house that you grew up in. Like mm-hmm. at this point, I don't give a shit how I got this way. Mm-hmm. I just want it gone. Mm-hmm. Because for the first time I saw so clearly my own active campaign against happiness. And I call it the campaign for misery. I'm labeling it. I am on a mission to be a happier person. And it was very clear to me, having done so much work on myself, in my marriage, in my business, uh, on my nervous system, having been in therapy for so long, that I've been checking all the boxes. And it is working to a point as my marriage improves, as the business is in better shape in terms of the day-to-day operations, as I remove external friction and bullshit from my life, yeah, this campaign inside me has gotten louder and louder and more irrational. And we all know people like this. We know people that have plenty of money. They have their house and roof over their head. They have a family that loves them. Yeah. And all they do is bitch. They just can't get beyond. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I didn't realize the extent that I did this to myself, that I would pick up the sword and I'd start wielding it against my own happiness. I can see you getting emotional. What's going on? on? It was the two languages that you just said. Yeah. You just battle all the time with it. I get it. Yeah. Mine is probably more of a victimhood and a guilt. Describe it for me. Like, what do you say to yourself? Um, there's just always guilt or shame or always with every everything. Or, oh, I should have done that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda is very popular in my head. And I hate those words. That no one feels good with those words. Um, and that I think comes a lot from my upbringing. Mm-hmm. From one parent in particular who that's her language. That's so she was a shoulda, coulda, woulda, felt shame, felt guilt, was oh, always the victim. But but yeah, word vomited that on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have been around. You should have done that. You weren't there. You could have done that better. You. That's a lot. And so now you talk to yourself that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then with that, I think I procrastinate with my personal life because I'm... I get stuck in the coulda, woulda, shoulda. And this, the thoughts just spin, spin, spin. And so I'm not present. Just like you said, I'm not, I'm focused on something that is a made up imaginary thought that 
probably isn't even going to happen. But be right here. Be around Thanksgiving. Be with your partners. Be with your loved ones. Be with your family. Like, instead of getting lost in these thoughts that they're not even yours. No, but we're just used to creating them. It's a habit. It's almost Mm. like when you leave, when it's almost like when you left your mom, you took that way of speaking with you Mm -hmm. and it now keeps you company because she's not living with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's some deep shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's like a lot of when we talk about like reparenting ourselves, I realized that once something started going right in my life, I would find something else that was going wrong in my life. And that would be my new thing that I would talk about. And that was my whole life for a long time. And I realized in this, in this moment that you had similar to what you had, that my life was a game of whack-a-mole every time something good would pop up, I'd take the hammer and hit it back down. Like you're talking about the sword. I would do the same thing. I, it was just a constant looking for what's wrong. And there's always something that can pop up. If it's not in the physical, like, you know, your, your house or your relationship, then you go, like you're saying, Mel, like you go inward and you're like, well, I, I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have moved or I, you know, and you just turn it on yourself, no matter how hard I worked on all those things, like those checklist things that you're talking about, no matter how hard I worked on that stuff, there was always a limit to my joy. That's why I'm using the word fight and pick up the sword. Yeah. I'm using this intentionally because I had a freaking wake up call this morning. Yeah. And I want everybody to have a wake up call because this shit runs on default in my mind. If I'm not paying attention, if I'm not directing my thoughts if I'm not being mindful about being in the present moment, I pick up the sword. I look for absolutely everything that could be going wrong or what's bothering me or who's annoying me or anything that I might be disappointed about. Right. I don't bark at anybody else, but this is how I talk to myself. And I am so adamant. Like I had this huge, wow, this is the missing piece, Mel. It's that you're actively engaged in your own misery. Yeah. You seek it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I don't think I deserve to be happy. I don't know if I just like adopted somebody else's complaining. You know, we learned from Dr. Becky Kennedy about how from zero to five, When you're a little Mm. kid and you're in a theta state in your brain and that brain is like a giant sponge and it's absorbing everything around you that you just absorbed positive about life, negative about life. Yeah. I don't know if that's it. Like, I don't know why I am this way, but I think every human being is like this. Yeah. Once you see it, because you're aware that you do this. Yes. What the, like, now I want to get rid of it. I want to put down the sword. How do I just be? And I don't have time to meditate. I don't think that's going to be the solution either. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I feel like this is major reprogramming. I think that's true. I think that we all do that about at least one thing, if not all day long Mm -hmm. and in every way that we can so that it just continues to, I don't know, somehow it feels like home. You know, well, it's familiar. It's natural. Yeah. What I loved about what you just said, Amy, is that even if you just do it about one thing, Mm -hmm. 
And whether it's griping about your relationship mm. or griping about your family or griping about your job yeah. or all of the reasons why you couldn't possibly improve your health. Mm -hmm. That campaign of misery where you pick up the sword and you fight for things that aren't the right. and it's got that yeah, kind of energy that to it, it, that edge to it. And yeah. you can feel it yeah. inside, even if you're doing it in one area. As I've gone to work to improve the external aspects of my life, mm -hmm. the missing thing that I have not truly conquered or had the breakthrough that I realized this morning is it's the internal language, the dialogue that I have with myself, how I keep myself company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. By creating unnecessary friction. Yeah. Yep. Searching for what's wrong, inventing things that don't even exist yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. You seem to have had a breakthrough in this, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed this in myself for, a while ago, and I wanted to make sure that I eradicated it, which I haven't yet, but I, I wanted to work on it and make sure that I could increase my level of happiness every day, you know, not day by day, but just have a larger capacity for happiness. Because a lot of people seem to have that. And I thought, like, why can't I have that? So what did you do? Well, I want to, I want to, say one quick thing that I did, and then I'll tell you the main thing that I did. But the one quick thing that I did was like, you talked a little bit about complaining and about griping and mm -hmm. about bitching and moaning, mm -hmm. which my mom would always complain about other people bitching and moaning, which by the way, yes. is bitching yes. and moaning. Yes. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> the irony of my childhood. So anyway, uh, what, what I, what I realized is that one thing that most people complain about that it's a-okay to complain about everyone accepts this is the weather. Oh, it's true. Mm. People bitch and moan about the weather. <laughs> oh God, it's raining out. Oh Jesus, it's sunny today. You wouldn't believe the clouds today. Oh my God. You know, it's snowing. It's all of that stuff. I, I realized that that is a common societal communication, hmm. right? That that's what we do as a society to connect with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a bonding mechanism. It's a bonding thing, right? It mm -hmm. allows us to have some kind of commonality there. I don't want to have commonality on complaining. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to be like, I have this, this, um, poem stuck up in my bathroom that says like, be so focused on bettering yourself that you have no time to complain about, uh, other people or other circumstances. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Let's start with the weather, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I will also say that I had a grandmother who never gossiped one day in her life. I know she never said a bad thing about anybody. And she had some pretty nasty characters going around, <laughs> you know, going on. <laughs> she never complained. She never gossiped. I would say maybe she did complain a little bit, but um, and it was great to have that role model. So I kind of had that vision of her in my head mm. and I started with the weather and I realized like, it is true. It is you, the default. People will complain. You, you just wait now that like that's in your head. Once that's in your head, you will see how people use the weather as an excuse mm. not to do things. You know, they should do to do things they shouldn't, do. you know, like, well, I, I think that that stuff. probably reveals externally how people's default is to gripe and complain internally. Like it's a I very agree. safe way mm -hmm. to notice this in everybody around you. And 
you know, I, I, I'm curious to hear though, what else did you do? Because now that I see this, yeah, I don't want to keep doing this to oh, myself. Right. And, That's and I, I feel like I have a split personality at this point. I literally feel yeah. like I could be yes. talking to myself. You know what I mean, Jesse? Oh, yeah. Where I'm like, okay, shut up. Sad Mel. Happy Mel is now going to talk. Great. <laughs> Shut up. Like, you know, you got misery Mel. On each shoulder. Now we're going to do the uh, magical Mel is going to talk. Yeah. And we're going to like, bat, like everyone's got a sword and we're fighting yes. each other. Yeah, and yes. I'm like, can we just put down the freaking sword of misery? Can I please catch this wiring that is not my own? I do. N I do not want to gripe. I don't gripe outwardly. Yeah. I don't really bitch about the weather typically. N no. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I love that saying that small minds talk about people. Mm -hmm. and big minds talk about ideas. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think I have a big mind. I'd like to think that I don't gossip. I And yet, internally, I keep myself company by talking to myself yeah. about what's bothering me or what's wrong. Yeah. Or making up reasons mm -hmm. to be upset about it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then you break <laughs> out the facts and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. None of that actually happened. Yeah. That's what crazy. am I upset about? Yeah. And we're going to get to the end of our lives. Mm -hmm. and have missed mm. a huge part of it Yep. because we can't get over it. Can't get out of our head. Can't get out of our heads, can't get over ourselves, can't get through our bullshit. And I'm just so done with myself. I'm sick of this part of me. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I started doing once I saw all the complaining that I was doing. Okay, cool. But we do have to pause for sponsors. When we come back, Amy, you better walk me through this woman. Happy to. As long as you're on vacation, you're happy, right? But the truth is, some vacations are better than others. And there's one that's better than all of them. Celebrity cruises. With rooms, food, and service like theirs, you'll never want a vacation any other way. They even have weekend Caribbean escapes for a quick getaway. So visit Celebrity.com, contact your travel advisor, or call 1-800-CELEBRITY and see why nothing comes close to Celebrity Cruises. Ships Registry, Malta, and Ecuador. Okay, welcome back. So I'm sitting here with Amy and Jesse and you, and we've been talking about happiness. And so you were about to tell us something you've been doing, Aim, that you say is making a big difference because this is a gut job. This is like you got to rewire your mind because the default, I'm just sick of my mind going here. I feel that. And I've, I've felt that I call it like my tribe language of how my parents talk about, you know, the big things like money and relationships and uh, big life events, like how they view them. Uh, I noticed years ago that if I'm going to live the life that I want, I need to leave this tribe, not speak this language anymore. And I did a lot of research around that. And like, how do I do this? Because it's painful to extract yourself from this family, family, from your family. Do you basically. think that's what that, that's what you experience, even though you may love your family deeply, that there is still this sort of mismatch yeah. when you all get together because you're at different states yes. of evolving right. and different states of we all speak this language with words, but we are yes. all engaged in 
learning a new language at a subconscious emotional level. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've all moved on in some way. And but we have our family roles. We have our common language. Mm-hmm. We have our tribal, you know, and I say tribal in the sense that like any group of three people that get together create a culture. Oh, yeah. In, that's in the that Seth Godin research, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I decided I don't want to do this anymore. I am grateful for it. You know, like, thank you for the lessons I've learned. And I'm moving on here. I'm making a conscious decision to move on. So what are some of the practices? Because you're a little bit further ahead on the road. You represent what I refer to often on this podcast as you're a light on the path. for ah, Okay. So what are yeah, some of the practices that you have? Yeah, I think number one, just recognizing that there is a sword and okay. that it's not and it can be put down just like what you're saying right now. Pat yourself on the back. And I'm not kidding. Like, do it right now. Pat yourself on the back for knowing that this is a good, this is a good development for you. And even if you walk away from it for like three months, three years, at least, you know, this knowing, uh, is, is the start of something really awesome in your life. Journaling was a very big part of my practice. I would journal every day about this. Then I would for, for a very long time, then I would burn it. I would literally put it outside in a, in a Pyrex bowl and burn it. And then I would watch it burn. It didn't take that long. So like, will you walk us through this? I would burn it. So I would, I would do my morning pages, three pages of, you know, morning pages is just supposed to be three pages of your stream of consciousness, but I would purposely think about this tribal thinking and just write everything that I hated about it, everything I loved about it, everything, everything that was, was happening in my life for three pages, I would write about it. I would crumple it up or rip it or whatever. I would put it in this Pyrex bowl so it, I didn't like explode it. And I would put it outside. So no would you like the walk weather. out yep. to your front porch or were you yep. on the back deck? Back like, deck. Okay. Yep. And just put it out there. And Why I am I getting would, emotional at this? Keep I would going. burn it. And I would close the sliding glass door and I would watch it burn. Sometimes the wind <laughs> would take it and I would be like, good. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye. Every molecule of that paper that burned was one breath of that old language leaving Mm. me. And so what I would do next was the most powerful thing for me. I would go to the sink and I would wash my hands up to my elbows every day. And that act of like cleansing myself from whatever Mm -hmm. I didn't want that just came out of me. I just, you know, the image I just got. What? So my dad's an orthopedic surgeon. Yes. And I think about the way in which a doctor washes their hands Mm -hmm. before and after surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just got this image of my dad washing his hands all the way up to the elbows. Yeah. And the ceremonial. Absolutely. And scientific nature of cleansing like that. Yes. And then it had this direct reference for me, since he's a surgeon of the sword. Yes. And surgery. Yeah. And actually Mm. deliberately doing surgery to extract at a subconscious level. Yes. That was my intention to extract that and not have that be a part of me. I'm going to do this. Love it. I feel like enough. Enough. Can I just ask yeah. one more question? For those of us that don't have a practice of writing three pages. Yeah. Can we 
come up with a prompt. So as I go to do this tomorrow morning. I got a great prompt for you. Give me you. the prompt. What is the prompt? It's what I write on the okay. top of every write. page every morning. Okay. This will change your life. How can this be easy? How can this be easy? I write that on the top. What is this? Is that everything, my day? Is guys, that everything? Wow. Because with the sword, everything is hard. It's so hard. We make our lives so hard. You wake up, you have joy. Oh, let's not do that. Let's not do that emotion. Let's let's make it hard. What is coming up for you? Because Jesse yeah. is with her gorgeous blue eyes. Yeah. What is coming up? You're right. Everything is so hard. Give us an example of how you made your life hard already today. What, what were the disgusting thoughts? The campaign of misery. How did you pick up the sword against yourself or Oh, Jim as soon or, as I get in the mirror. Like, what do you do? Days, that's, yeah. you look like shit. Good luck today. Like, <laughs> not even good luck. Just, yeah. right. Really? Oh, yeah. What else did that, you say to yourself? Um, I get obviously super stressed and emotional with holidays mm, because. because of my family's never really cared about them. Mm. And I'm trying to change that. So that's also like, how can I create my own language for my holiday mm, in my new yeah. house with my new husband, like yeah. all these things that I can start fresh. How do I do that with nothing like from scratch? What yeah. does that even mean? What does it look like? Jim asked me that too. Like, what does it look like to have a tradition? What tradition we can do it, name it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't have, I've been I don't have too. any. Yeah. Is it like a certain dish? Is it a certain wreath that we that hang? It Is hard. it? Mm -hmm. How could it be easy? I just got what this yeah. means. And it goes back to like, it's the campaign of misery, but mine comes from like a victimhood, if that's even a word. But I know, oh, that's, that's, that's a big campaign. Of course. My, yes. my second language that I've been nurtured in, yeah. bathed in, you know, of like, oh, you're a victim. You're a victim, victim, victim. Yeah. Not me, but that's what I will be like, oh yeah, mom, you are, you are yes. a victim. Yeah, of course. You're the only one. Um, so that is kind of under the umbrella of the campaign of misery, but... You're right. Everything can be easy. I've we'll never thought of it that way because it's always like, oh, God, I have to do this, 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 this. No, Make you sure don't. that gets done. No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. It doesn't. Right. It's so funny that we're talking what about did this. You get? What did you get, Mel? What are you getting? Well, Jesus. I was yesterday running around like a freaking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's lunatic season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're in a new house. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like, what are my traditions? What oh, yeah. I'm what the same. And yeah. I, and you know, we have house. plenty growing up. Yeah. I just like, well, what are mine? Yeah. Right. And so then I'm like buying, uh, you know, fake, uh, faux, whatever the hell, but like yeah. things that go across your fireplace. And then yeah. I'm buying the little white trees that light yes. up. And I'm like, yes. do I even like things? Yes. I put yes. them up on the thing and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to do. And it's just garbage. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why? And then yeah. I, I'm sitting there today and I'm like, we need a wreath. We need yes. a big wreath. Yeah. The yes. big wreath thing. It's got totally. a big So the tradition How is stress and worry and getting it right. Not enough. Yeah. And never be satisfied. Yes. That's an awesome tradition. <laughs> but I invite you to just bake cookies instead. Yeah. I want to keep coming back to these two languages because the language that might have been spoken was joyous and happy and all this other stuff. Whereas emotionally, the language was 
This is hard. The emotional language. Is this what has we're to be perfect. About. Everything yes. is always hard. This is stressful. Yes. Families are a pain in the ass. Right. You deal with yours. I'll deal with like yeah, just holidays are women that, 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 like, holiday. oh, wow. setting you up for success all day long yeah. with that statement and all the other ones yeah. too. Like, how can this, this be, be easy? easy? How can this? But be I don't easy? have an answer. Yeah, but That's what if okay. your answer is a can't? Listen, right, it's right. not. It's not about answering that question. It's about training your subconscious mind to look for a different answer to a different question. When you are working on the subconscious level, you have to have a different thought. You have to introduce a different thought into your being. That's why you like Oracle cards. That's why people like guided meditation, yes. people like prayer, right. people like devotionals, because it introduces a different thought, a different thought. And so when you are working on this level and you're realizing this is ingrained in me, this is not just a quick fix. I can't go to a seminar or I've been to a bunch of workshops. Is the 33rd workshop going to be the answer? I don't know. No, because no. you sit and listen yeah. and you have an epiphany, yeah. but you don't do the work to encode. Right. You don't do the surgery to cut out you the shit. Exactly. The thing is, when you write this, I have written this on the top of my journal for five years, maybe. Is that uh, when you started? Doing you know, this you want to know yeah. funny the, the campaign of misery inside me is already coming up. Going, I don't like the question, and I yes. look at that and I'm like, that's hard to fill up three pages. I don't oh. know if I can do it. You, it's good. You know what it's we're gonna do? Super easy. I think we should ask Jesse. Yeah, to just silently write it, and then when she's done, we're gonna burn it, and we're yeah. gonna see, see how, how it feels. feels. Are you down? I'm so I'm happy so for down you. If, if you're okay, if I just yes, and I've got a pirate tears. Good. It doesn't have uh, any of the holiday shit in it yet because you know what? I've made it hard. <laughs> it's starting yet. All right. So okay. here's what we're going to do. Let's I'm going to give Jesse a notebook. Okay. And right I have here's a question about this prompt too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she don't like it either. No. Well, it's stressing me out because like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, do I just need to make like a to-do list of like, mm -hmm. if I have to do this, how can I make it? I still have to do this, a to-do list. Mm-hmm. But do you just shorten the to-do list instead mm -hmm. of like 10 things, combine it into three? Or is it, okay, am I focusing this around Thanksgiving? And what is, I still don't know what this is. Do we make it, is it like work? Is it mm -hmm. personal? Is it yeah. today being Wednesday? Is it just right. focus on the weather? I don't know. I get that. It seems very overwhelming when you look at this because mm -hmm. this is very confronting because it's not how we were raised. It is not mm -hmm. our natural language. How can this be easy? That is a very difficult question. And if it is, it's time to dig in. Here's what I will tell you. How can this be easy? Notice how your mind searches for this is wrong. I can't do this. I won't do this well enough. Mm -hmm. I don't have the right resources, the instructions, all of that. Yes. Notice how your mind is searching for yes. that. Yes. That's it. Just notice that. You can write three pages of Amy's a complete jackass. She has no idea what she's talking about. I don't know what, like, write all of that. That is what I invite you to write. That stream of consciousness is really helpful. It still gets your mind thinking about how this can be easy. Get out all the crap, right? You've mm -hmm. got like a golden Buddha underneath, like, you know, uh, uh, a foot of hardened shit on the outside. So we're getting through that hardened shit and getting to the golden Buddha. The hardened shit is what you're writing on the page. 
Or the Golden Buddha. Right. Or the Golden Buddha. It could be. I find more Golden Buddha now nowadays after doing this practice, but it's okay to get the shit on the page. It's okay to not get it right. It's okay to not understand it. It's okay to, to just be in that in-between. But your courage and your bravery to be in the in-between gets you closer to creating a new language for yourself. A love language, a language of acceptance, a language of possibility, a language of inspiration. That is all what I was searching for when I was doing this. And I will tell you, it has brought me there. Yeah. And there is even more. There is no finish line here. It's like just this glorious marathon where everybody's high-fiving you all day long. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fantastic. It will bring you there, but you have to be willing to stay in that space of this isn't going to work. I don't know if this is going to work because that will keep you grounded, at least in the possibility that it might work. Yeah. And I think it's overwhelming the more like... I just listen to it. The more I'm like, actually, you're going to fill that shit up real fast. You will and fill that shit it's up. It's scary, <laughs> though, of like what could come out. It's you know? totally scary. And that's why you burn it. Yeah. That's why you're like, you know what? I'm glad I don't have Because you keep those. that down there. That's, yes. That's what my sword is laying on top of. We don't touch it. Yep. And yep. no one looks at that. You know, nobody don't can look go at that, that direction. And that's okay. And nobody will. And that's fine. Yeah. You're doing this for you. Right. I love this. And Mel, you got to do this for you. Too. Wait, what? <laughs> like right now? <laughs> you know you do. Yes. Let's go, Mel. You, all right. And Jesse. All right. I'll take the and challenge, I'll, everybody. Yeah. Let's do this. So you're going to write on top of the paper. How, how can, can this, this be, be easy? easy? Question mark. And because you're asking yourself a question, how can this be easy? I just wrote, I don't know. Good. That's a great start. Uh, that's a start. That's an song. awesome start. If you want to, if you want to write like, you know what? Screw you, Amy. This is a dumbass question. Write that. Screw you, Amy. Yeah. I don't want it to be easy. Beautiful. I'm so used to it being hard. Love it. What if life were easy? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Oh, my God. Okay. This is I'm the gonna conversation keep going. you need Amy to have. needs to shut up now. Okay. I'm just like kidding. Yes. I'm going to keep going. Jesse's going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. You get your pen out, get your paper out, and you answer the question for yourself. How can this be easy? And when we come back, we will meet you out on the back deck with our Pyrex bowl. I'll get the matches. We're going to burn this thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my oh, God. It suddenly feels hard. Yes. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Okay. You know, one subject we've been talking a lot about recently on the Mel Robbins podcast is getting better sleep and how important it is. And, you know, I always hammer this idea of you can't sleep with your phone. And our new sponsor, Hatch, has solved every problem on the planet. And it gives you all the science-supported help that you need to get an incredible night's sleep. Let me tell you how it works. It is this gorgeous alarm clock that sits next to your bed, but here's what's super cool. It works on an app. And so you can set it to have red light, which helps you wind down. You can set it to play guided meditation. You can set it to play white noise. You can set the alarm in the app to wake up to the sound of birds. And you know what that means? Your alarm clock does it all for you, and you don't need your phone anywhere nearby. My Hatch Restore Sunrise Alarm Clock uses this soft, glowing light paired with soothing sounds to help me wind down peacefully and sleep. Ah, oh, it's just the best 
Right now, Hatch is offering the Mel Robbins podcast listeners, that's you, up to 20% off and free shipping on your Hatch device purchase. Visit hatch.co slash mel for up to 20% off, hatch.co slash mel. So before we go downstairs, I'd just love to hear what did it feel like to write three pages? How can I make this easy? I feel like I just flushed a toilet. <laughs> that, was clean. that was not a very profound way to put it, but it just like oh, spiritual flush, man. Spiritual flush. Good riddance. Yeah. I feel lighter. How do you feel, Jesse? I feel like I just went through my own little therapy session. I mean, I started off really wow. crying, writing it. Like really afraid, not knowing what to write. Mm. And then you ended it with like, I don't know, just the, it's night and day with my first sentence, my first two sentences versus my last two, which is really cool. Yeah. I hit every emotion in that, which I did not expect. the first sentence? Yeah. I said, breathe, be still, be present. Hug your husband, hug Myrtle, my cat, relax, trust your gut. Why does that make you emotional? Um, Because I need to say it more often. That's what I need to do. And just breathe, be still, be present. Hug my husband, hug my cat. Those little joys, I probably don't do them enough. I do them as often, as, I don't want to say as I should, because I need to stop saying I should. But just being still and being present. You know, it's so profound, isn't it? Yeah. And that was just the little things that we're not even present to because mm -hmm. we're busy, should have done this, should have done that, that we're not hugging the people we love. We're not greeting the cat. We're not. Yeah. Running out the door. We're, you know, on to the next. I feel that too. Like just even as you said that, like I didn't really hug my husband as I left this morning. Yeah. I didn't either. Shit. I didn't either. (laughs) Yeah. And that's an easy change. Yeah. But it was, you know, I started with that with like literal handshaking just because I I didn't know how to start this, where to start. What is easy? It's easy to breathe. It's easy to be still. And right now to be present with this pen and paper. How did you end it? Um, I ended it very confident. Um, Mm. Wow. I want to hear this. Yeah, if I can sure. read just like yeah, yeah the last whatever I'm you're think. comfortable with, I want to hear it. You know, we're around the holidays. Even though I know you said don't read your papers. Yeah, I don't. But that's okay. before you burn them. But since it's holidays, there's a lot of stress around holidays. Just being with family, we don't live near our family, and they've never been a tradition. Um, so I, I just said it's okay to not be with family for Thanksgiving. It's okay to spend my first Thanksgiving in our new home together with FaceTime. It's all okay how it is, exclamation point. Mm. Stop putting pressure to make others happy. Are you happy? Yes. Be thankful for you and your language. Your new tribe starts now. Oh my God. Jesse. <laughs> wow. And wow. That is, uh, I don't, going, like going. there's just, there was anger in here. There was yeah. frustration in here. There was doubt. And it just comes out of like, No. You're fucking happy. It's okay to be happy and not be pulling in the dark side because everyone else does it or it's easy to relate on the dark right. or that's all you know. That's all you've been trained to one. do and that's communicate what most that of us way. Are trained to do. 
Yeah, I can relate to my mom so easy off of guilt and off of bad news. What if I don't have any? I find it. And that's what I will talk to her about. You know, so now it's just, it's changed that language. Only present the good that I have a lot of that I don't give love to. Mm -hmm. Whether it is my husband and my cat, or it is just being thankful for myself. It's beautiful. Yeah. That is really moving that you start off in one place and that you end in another and you end with the Jesse that you want to talk to. What yeah. do you say? Well, you know, what's really funny is I had a very similar theme to Jesse. Mm. Relax. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Just be in the moment and relax yourself. A little bit about breathing too. I mean, it's a really similar idea. <laughs> Are what you laughing? <laughs> what about the end? Uh, you know, the end is, as I often find the end to be when I do this practice is like, all right, I can do this. Now that I took my emotional, my, what did you call it? Spiritual dump. Yep. I, I've got this and I can do this. And that is, that is, I ended in the same spot about a totally different topic, mm-hmm. but I ended in the same spot. I, I can do this. Wow. Yeah. Well, I started obviously with, I don't know, screw you, Amy. Uh, <laughs> I wrote, the cat is pissing me off. He feels hard. He's peeing in the bathroom. He's peeing on the floor of the laundry room. He's scratching the new runner on the stairs. He's needy and loud in the middle of the fucking night. He draws homie or puppy over, leans in to sniff him as if he loves him, then fucking swats at him like, what a dick. Easy. Like, so I go on and on bitching about the cat. Yeah. And then by the end of it, um, like similar stuff about the holidays, because I always deeply miss my family around the holidays. And yet I asked my folks to come and they said, no, they wanted to be in Florida. And I asked them to come for Christmas and they said no. And um, I just, it just makes me so sad. Mm -hmm. And so I... um, you know, how can this be easy? Open the door, let love in, let them be exactly who they are and who they aren't. Just figure out what makes me happy and do those things. Take a breath. Tell myself you're in a five-year experiment right now of healing, of happiness, and of creating a spiritual home base for yourself, Mel. How can this be easy? Let go. Stop gripping and just love. Oh, holy shit, Mel. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. That's incredible. That's beautiful. Same thing was true about the cat because I realize I'm so pissed off at him and and I need to come from love because he's clearly in distress. Something's up. Like he can't fix this himself. Mm-hmm. So I got to like rise above all of this resentment and anger that I feel. Yeah. And just shower him with love and help him figure it out. Because wow. otherwise Chris is going to kill him. I mean, <laughs> he keeps peeing in the house. I mean, beautiful that, was, yeah, that was really cool. And again, I didn't think I could fill up three pages, but it just oh, kept God. going. Once once you really get into it, flush yeah. the toilet. Yeah. Flush the toilet. Well, I'll tell you what I know from doing this, and this is just my experiences. A lot of times you don't want to do it. There's resistance. Mm-hmm. You don't think you can do it. You can't fill a page. You don't want to talk about it. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then once you get going, 
it's like just the floodgates open. I think about this like reprogram your mind. I think that it gives you a new thought yeah. to anchor onto when your old one sucks. And this prompt, how can this be easy, forces you to have a new thought to anchor on instead of the old one, which for all of us, I'm going to say, is what's wrong, what's not working, yeah. what's hard, what's the yeah. problem, what do I have to complain about? You know how people say happiness is a choice? Yeah. I always used to be like, go fuck yourself. Go, you know, like, yeah, literally, exactly. I'm like, come on, there's a, there's a happiness <laughs> preset. Totally. But totally. when I woke up this morning and I saw the two Mel's, the happy, yeah. feel the joy, be content in your life, let love in. And then I saw myself pick up the sword and gut myself, the yeah. misery. Hmm. That made me realize at a deep level, yeah, on some level, it is a choice. Yeah. You may not realize that you're speaking this misery language. Yeah. Because it's buried in your subconscious and it's not really yours. It's, you know, probably from your family or whatever. But you can choose to change it. Yeah. That's what I think the huge opportunity is here. Is yeah. that we've talked a lot on this podcast about doing things that make you happy, prioritizing fun and joy. This is so much deeper because we're talking about choosing to reprogram your mind for happiness, choosing to rewrite the neuropathways. And by writing every day and then burning this shit, Yep. Yeah. Give your mind a different job. Your mind right now has a job of looking for what's horrible, cutting it down to make it the worst ever, like not accepting joy, not accepting happiness. That's the job that most of us give our mind. That's the job that I realize I gave my mind all the time. Yeah. How can this mm. be even worse? Yeah. What's that getting me? Yeah. Well, I, and here's the thing. I don't think this is the wake up call, everybody. You didn't realize that your mind was doing this job. It's been doing it for so long, it just runs on repeat. So now it's time for us to take control. Put down the damn sword, mm. stop the campaign of misery, pick up the fucking pen and write a new chapter for real. Like train your brain to spot how things, this can be easy. Train your brain. How can this be easy? How can this make me happy? How can I let love in? Start writing a whole new way to think. That's what I'm going to do. Let's go burn this shit. Let's go burn it. Okay. So here we are in the front porch. Tell us what we do, Amy. Okay. So you can, you already crumpled yours up, which is great. Okay. I'm going to actually rip mine up because of, I just feel like that kind of gets okay. out a little okay. bit of extra emotion. Yeah. Ooh. Jesse's feeling it. Oh. See ya. See ya. Yeah. I feel like a rip. Rip it up. Rip it up. So then... I just um, light it, take a match, and then I just have a habit of standing back from it and watching it burn and just saying to myself, let it all go. Just let all that complaining, shit you don't need, and the stuff you don't want. Let it be gone. Wow. You know, it's funny that kind of crumpled, ashy remain is what that black 
tar wave of misery actually felt like. You're right. That I felt this morning. Wow. That physical burnt paper that's left in that Pyrex dish looks like misery. Yes. (laughs) That's what I feel when I think, for example, about the kids all leaving instead of being present in the moment. It's sad. What are you feeling, Jesse? Very satisfied. I don't know why that happened so fast. And there's so much hesitation to write it. And how do I start it? How do I do this, 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 this? And it was easy. <laughs> Isn't that I mean, incredible? Yeah. That's what, right. It's easy. It's easy. And I feel so much better. If I do this again tomorrow, will I write most of the same stuff? Of course. I think yeah. a lot of it will be the same right now. But again, you keep burning it, keep getting rid of it. It was easy. What'd you think, Mel? Yeah, what were your thoughts? Um, Seeing the physically burnt paper is very helpful for me because Mm -hmm. now I have like this image to attach to the thoughts and the feelings um, so I can separate from it because I just want to be happier in my life. It's a lot of work to carry this shit around. And it's a lot of work, even though it's subconscious to be griping and complaining and present to what's wrong and everything's hard. And that energy, it just, it's a lot. And it was pretty easy to let it go once I made a decision to. It's the heavy thoughts, like you said, Mel, but it's really not. It's just that. They're just thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That was really cool. Well, Amy, thank you. Yeah. I want you to do this exercise. And if you want to see the burning ceremony, (laughs) we put up full unabridged episodes on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Mel Robbins and you can watch what we just did on the front porch up here in Southern Vermont where my kids will never visit. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke, everybody. See? Put down the phone. Picked up the pen. Mel Robbins is writing jokes. Laughter. Happiness. Yeah. Um, And, you know, look, I hope today was a wake-up call for you. I hope that you saw where you pick up the sword and you fight for misery instead of the happiness that you deserve. And I hope that you not only got a wake up call, but that you got handed a pen and that you're gonna write not only new neural pathways, but a whole new experience of your life being happier. And um, in case nobody else tells you, we will tell you, we love you. We do love you. We love you so much. I believe in you and I believe in your ability to put down the sword, pick up the pen and truly truly experience the happiness that you deserve. Stitcher.
NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people.